from the under lock and key release that is the hunter popular song yes it is uh there was a good uh story about the hunter playing the hunter live okay back in uh 2003 uh don called me up um it was you have to play a bumper for this oh yeah actually i do (laughs) I, i actually had it ready too Hey, it's been five minutes, and it's time now for Neely to talk docking on the Classic Metal Show. All right. So back in 2003, uh, Don called me up, and uh, it was, I don't know, a couple weeks before Memorial Day. Yeah. And uh, he says, hey, we're doing this four-day run on the West Coast. Just wanted to know if you want to go. Okay. Just, I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah. He says, well, catch a flight out here to LA. I'll pick you up. We get on the bus, uh, you know, down near Orange County. Right. We play Orange County. We're going over to Tucson, Arizona. We're playing with Rat and LA Guns and uh, Kip, Kip Winger, I think, was playing solo. Okay. And uh, then we go to Phoenix and then we go to Las Vegas. All right. I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go. So it was over the Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So, uh, you know, it was out in the West. It was already pretty, pretty hot out there. Right. And uh, so uh, it was four days of, uh, you know, kind of uh, killing it. Just just having a good time partying, riding the bus. They had a brand new bus. Okay. Uh, They, you know, they had the bus for the weekend and, uh, um, it was, you know, it was just this a million dollar bus, brand new. It smelled like a new car. All right. So That's, who was the band at this point? Was it Mick, Don, John, and who? It was it was Mick, Don, uh, John, and and uh I think they had uh, uh Greg Smith with him. Okay. You know, he played in Rainbow and he's played with uh Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. Sure. So anyway, uh um after the fourth day we were in las vegas and uh mick was it was an outdoor gig and it was at the uh um well it was one of the uh palace station i think it was a uh sunset station sunset station uh hotel casino and it was a big outdoor gig for memorial day and whatever and uh so they're in the middle of the song the hunter yeah, and, and Mick is out there just you know wailing away on the drums, right? And he just falls off his drum stool, <laughs> passed out from exhaustion. Yeah, or from, from well both. It was heat. It was uh, dehydration. It was alcohol. It was it was just a whole combination, right? And uh, he just literally blacked out and <laughs> fell off the drum stool. It's awesome. <laughs> and they stopped the song, you know, obviously. And it's like, what the, what's going on? And Mick is just like laying there, just kind of dazed. And he's like, where are we? <laughs> and and Don is like, we're in the Hunter, dude. And he goes, no, where are we? He goes, we're in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh. So so they, they got him some water and got him, you know, reoriented. And he finished out the show. Nice. <laughs> But it was just all the partying and the heat and the exhaustion and it was just crazy. Rock and roll trooper he is. He still finished. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was too funny. But I'll never forget that. Every time I hear the hunter, that's what I think about is Mick falling off the stool, just you know, just <laughs> dazed. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, speaking of Doc, and I, I went to Dayton last weekend while you hosted the show solo or with with guest hosts sure and uh it was interesting to say the least yeah that's so i so i hear uh things don't always go as planned (laughs) so let me let me back up the story from from as early as i i'm aware of things taking place okay now as you know mark bowles is in the band now he does he plays bass and does backup vocals which which makes a big difference in that band i agree sounds makes them sound very tough it does and mark mark is a great vocalist great bassist good performer you mm-hmm. know he's a good good fit for for docking 
Sure. And as you know, Mark is a lead vocalist in his own right. You know, he's he's you know, but was the lead vocalist with Ingbe Malmstein for a couple of albums and he's done many other projects. Sure. And whatnot. Well, he's currently involved with that uh rating the rock vault. Right, okay. Out in Las Vegas and he lives in Vegas now. Right. And uh so he's doubling his, you know, duty by uh playing with Dokken and and playing and rock rating the rock vault. Right. Okay. So on the nights he's playing with Dokken, obviously he can't be in Vegas, so he has to, you know, uh schedule his time to play with Dokken on their nights and then get back to Vegas and play the rating the rock vault on those nights. So he's 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 a busy guy to say the least. Traveling man as he the is. song says. He is. So Dokken played a casino in Grand Forks, Minnesota on uh Friday night. Mm-hmm. Grabbed a plane Saturday morning. Had to be in Dayton by Saturday evening for the show in Dayton. Well, Mark flew in separately to Grand Forks because because he he's flew in from Vegas. You know, Don and John and Mick, they all came in from L.A. Okay, And then uh, Mark had to finish up his show on Thursday night Mm -hmm. and fly in on Friday. Okay. Well, as you know, Dawkins' policy, Don's policy anyway, is that they fly in the day before the show because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to miss a gig, and so he always comes in a day ahead. Right, sure. So Mark had a show on Thursday night, so he couldn't fly till Friday morning. Right. So the guys were already there on on Thursday evening for the Friday show. And then Mark came in on Friday. So since Mark came in by himself, since the guys all fly together more often than not, right. They either get a van or a shuttle from the ho- from the airport to the hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all ride together. And then when, when it's time to fly out for the next gig, which in this case was Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. they all, grab the van together the the because they played at a casino so they they got the casino shuttle van took them to the airport right but since mark came in by himself the day after he got a rental car okay and drove the rental car from the airport to the to the gig at grand forks okay well when it was time to fly out on saturday he had to return the car oh boy okay yeah well Don said right after the show on Friday evening, he wanted to get into Dayton a little bit earlier than their original schedule. Mm-hmm. So he he bumped the flights up and he told everybody that, hey, I bumped up the flights. Okay. Okay. Well, for some reason, unexplained, I, obviously I wasn't there. Well, Mark, for whatever reason, didn't get the message or didn't, re, didn't, uh, you know, didn't heed the message. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> and so they were leaving out as the band, Mick, John, and Don were leaving together on the shuttle to the airport. Right. And they said that they called, you know, Mark's room and his cell phone and whatever said, Hey, we're leading for the airport. You know, we'll see you there because he had to bring his, his car, her, his car back. So he couldn't ride with them. Right. Right. Sure. Well, they get to the airport and they're waiting and they're about ready to board and there's no Mark. Oh boy. So, so Don is calling Mark. It's like, where are you, dude? Come on. The plane is leaving. Like we're boarding in 10 minutes, you know? Right. And he goes, I'm, I'm still here at the casino. The flights don't leave till like 11 and it's like (laughs) seven in the morning. Right. Right. He goes, no, the flight leaves at seven. I told you last night we changed flights. We're, we're leaving now. (laughs) Well, they, uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't know where this casino was in relation to Grand Forks, but he was a bit away, so he's going to miss the flight. Sure. So Don said, I told him, sit tight. I'm going to try to rearrange your flight to get you, you know, a different flight. Okay. Okay. Well, he rearranged the flight before he got on the plane. And when he got on the plane, he got a hold of Mark called the 
hotel room and stuff, couldn't get a hold of him. So he's like texting him, where are you? And he's like, I'm on my way to the airport. (laughs) And he says, I told you to sit tight. He said, I got you a flight out of Fargo, North Dakota. You're not flying out of Grand Forks. Oh no! But but he was already see Grand Grand Forks and Fargo are in two opposite directions. Right. Okay. And he's just like, you need to turn around because your flight leaves out of Fargo, not Grand Forks. Right. And so if he's like, well, I need to return the car. He says, you don't worry about that. I had somebody at the hotel who was going to return the car for you. <laughs> well, he was already sixty miles in the opposite direction. Oh God. So he had to turn around and and get back to the casino and whatever and get to Fargo. Well, by the time he got to Fargo, he missed his flight. <laughs> God damn. So now it's like noon already. Right. You know? day of show. Yeah, on day of show. Right. So now he's missed his flight. So he was able, I guess he got a flight or something to Minneapolis, which is the main hub over in Minnesota, right? Okay. Well, by the time he got there, he couldn't he couldn't find a flight to get him into either Cincinnati, Dayton, or Columbus. Okay. So he couldn't find a flight. Oh no. So by this time, you know, they had gotten to the hotel in Dayton. I had hooked up with him at the hotel and yeah. and uh so Don, you know, he, he usually goes and takes a nap and Mick and John usually go to the venue to do the sound check, right? Right, sure. Well, Don, before he went to bed, he assumed that Mark was going to get on his flight in Fargo. He didn't know he missed the flight. Okay. So so Mark is texting and calling John and telling him, hey, dude, I missed my flight. (laughs) And he's just like, where are you? You know, and he's like, well, I'm in Minnesota, you know, I'm in St. Paul. And, and so, so they're, they're jockeying back and forth, trying to figure out how to get him to Ohio. Right. And the airport in Cincinnati was only like 35 miles away and the airport in, in, uh, in Columbus is like a hundred miles away. Yeah. And then the Dayton airport is too small to where they couldn't get him a direct flight into Dayton. Mm -hmm. So his flight was going to land in Columbus at 8:15 at night at night and and the show they were they were scheduled to go on at uh at uh, quarter of uh uh 9 oh my god exactly <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing he could do was take that flight to Columbus and hopefully stall their their uh their start time okay well, Trickster and Firehouse were playing too. Now wait a minute before you go to to the band's playing. Yes, Don does not know any of this. No, Don is not aware of any of this. Okay, because I know Don would be losing his he, shit. He would be. <laughs> well, well, John is doing his best to take care of this. You okay. Know? So of course, you know me. I I know all geographical areas, and I know mileages, and I know how far things are. You know after years of driving a truck, I can tell you how far one city is from the next, you know, just right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So John is relying on me. How far is Columbus from here? How far is, you know, Cincinnati from here? You know, what's, what's the closest this and what's the, how can we get him here? You know? So, uh, we got in the, as soon as, uh, Doc and had got to the hotel, we, we got the shuttle and went over to the venue, which is a place called JD legends. Yeah. And it was kind of a multiplex type place. It had a bowling alley and it was concert venue and volleyball. And it's just kind of like a sports complex type place, you know, just a multiplex. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the uh, area that they use for the big volleyball tournaments and things, well, they took the nets down and everything, but they had a big stage there. Okay. And sound equipment and everything. So. I was going with Mick and John to go do sound check. And since uh, Mark wasn't there to do sound check, I had to fill in for him at his spot, you know, do sound check on the mics and, you know, the, the amps and everything. Right. And, uh, you know, I, and since, since Doc and, you know, tra- does the fly ins, they don't bring roadies and techs and things with them. So 
John and Mick have to set up their own gear. Right. You know, the, it's rented gear, like the, the drums and everything are rented, but, you know, John brings his guitars, but the amps and everything, all the back line is all rented, so they have to more or less tune yeah. tune it, you know, to make it work right. for them, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was helping Mick set up his drums and his cymbals and all this and that, and then John was doing his checks on his, uh, on his uh, amp heads and getting his settings all right and working with the sound guy, and then Don had given me... You know, Don uses um, wireless in-ears. Right, sure. And, and he uses wireless mics, so he gave me his, his mic transmitter, and he gave me his uh, his in-ear transmitter and everything, and, you know, right. told me to give it to the sound guy and make sure the guy set it up right and everything. Right. So uh, I took it there, and, you know, so I was helping these guys set up, and the guys from uh, Trickster came, and I talked to Steve Brown for a couple of minutes, and the guys, or the... Um, uh, the drummer from Firehouse, he was setting up his drum kit and everybody was just setting up and do sound check and whatnot. Right. Well, prior to sound check, uh, we went into the sports bar over there and okay. to have lunch. All right. And there was a bunch of bikers in the sports bar and they recognized Mick, you know, right away. And everybody, oh, hey, Mick, hey, take some pictures, you know, you know, Mick's just a wild and crazy guy. Right. So uh, he went over and John went over and they all just sat with everybody in their booths and in their chairs and took pictures and signed autographs and laughing and joking, just like they always do. Right. Of course. You know, it's just 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 very jovial. They didn't turn anybody away. They uh, they took all the pictures and whatever anybody wanted. Then they came over and we all sat down in like one of those horseshoe shaped booths. Yeah. And then we we ordered lunch and then John was, you know, dealing with Mark's flights and everything, you know, and we we're just all kind of, you know, just kind of sitting there talking and uh, what what's going to happen if Mark doesn't make it on time. And, you know, we we're just kind of discussing that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, as far as I could tell, everything was cool, right? Right. Okay. So uh, we, we went out there, did sound check with everybody, everybody, everything seemed to be fine, you know, whatnot. And, uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, I've been around those guys forever, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so I looked over there or I actually Teresa had pointed me out to the Facebook page for this place. And uh, some some chick, she she posted over there uh, something about, uh, you know, I was sit- I was sitting having lunch behind those guys. And that 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 doc and drummer totally had that rock star attitude. <laughs> and I, and I'm just like, how did I miss that? I was sitting right there. Just, 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 I mean, they were, they couldn't have been any more friendly than, than anybody could ever have been. And, and this chick, whoever she was just, just flat out. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting behind them having lunch and they just had totally had that rock star attitude. Right. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, um, I was in the restaurant with them and they were sitting behind me and the drummer was rude and had a rock star attitude. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Mick. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And I was there. I saw it. They didn't turn anybody away. Right. Or, or just leave me alone or anything. It was, I, I, I read that and I was just like, when did this happen? It had to be somebody else. If if it's true, it had to be somebody else. Because Mick, of all the guys... Now, now, to be perfectly honest, I could see Don doing that. I could see Don being in a bad mood and just not wanting to deal with anybody. I can picture that. I mean, I've never seen it happen, but I can picture that in my mind. Mick gets off on being famous. Mick will tell a thousand stories in a row about how much he loves being famous. Sure. He's not going to turn anybody away ever. Yeah. That's just not who that guy is. Yeah. And he was just as friendly as can be. But when I saw that, that comment, I was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we, we got sound check done, went back to the hotel. Uh, it was about two hours before we had to, to, uh, you know, head back to the venue for the for the gig, right? Right. So uh, two, I went back to my room, just kind of took a short nap, 
met up with the guys in the in the lobby. We got the van, went went to the venue. Right. All right. So we get to the venue and they they don't have a green room. Okay. They don't have a place to be, you know, if if these guys wanted to change clothes or have a dressing room or nothing. They didn't have anything like that. Wait a minute, this big multiplex yeah, that has concerts they, they and and volleyball and shit doesn't yeah. have a dressing room? Uh-uh. They didn't have a green room of any kind. So when you come off stage, where are you? Uh, backstage, just just in, like, the open air bar area. So where is, like, Firehouse and um, L.A. Guns or whoever? Firehouse when, and Trickster. Trickster. Trickster, where are they at? After they play, well, they just were hanging out over in the out outdoor bar area. That's all. <laughs> there was really no green room, so they had this. They had this room, which was basically the pro shop, right? Where people buy bowling balls and get them drilled and stuff. <laughs> well, well, they had this room, and uh, it was basically the pro shop store. Okay. And then they had one of those big um, backdrops. You know how you go to like a Hollywood uh, premiere or something? They got the backdrop with, with the logos of the, of the you know, premiere on it. Yeah, sure. Well, they had this, this room and they had one of those big backdrops because they do these meet and greets with all these bands and things that come in there. Right. So, so they have a place where everybody can stand in front of the backdrop. Right, and I sent you a picture last week of some kid wearing a an animal skin on his shoulder. Right, you saw it. So yeah, so so they let they let them use that room that the the pro shop room for the green room. Right, and they brought in like the vegetable trays and the and the wine and you know whatever else they had on their rider. They brought that all in. Okay, and we were there, and so the the club manager owner i don't know if he was the owner or just the manager or whatever but he's just like all right guys well we got this meet and greet we got people lined up here they they want to do this meet and greet you know of course they didn't really inform you know the band that they were doing this right but by that time mark actually got to the venue okay (laughs) okay so so that worked out okay he got there in plenty of time and firehouse was still on the stage so okay so let's backtrack a little bit Somewhere in this mix here, Don knows that Mark's not there. Yeah, because he was supposed to get to the hotel by five. So is Don losing his shit? No, he's not shit? losing his shit, but PJ PJ Farley from the band Trickster yeah. is a huge Dokken fan. Okay. And he told John that if need be, if he needed to fill in, he knows all the Dokken songs. <laughs> so he volunteered to step in to play the bass if they needed him. Right. Well, then Mark showed up, so it was fine. Right. All right. So, so the the owner, you know, kind of a he, you know, one of these kind of the uh, kind of a bumpkin kind of guy. You know, he's just like all starstruck. Right. You know, Don. It's just so great to have you guys here. It's just it's just a pleasure and an honor and blah 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 blah. You know. <laughs> well, right. so they start bringing all these people in and, and, you know, taking photos in front of this backdrop thing. And the guys were great with it. You know, everybody was happy and smiling and, you know, taking great pictures and saw a bunch of those pictures online. Yeah, they, they were on the Facebook page. Right. Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, you can go to the Facebook uh, JD Legends Concerts. Right. That's uh, Facebook dot com slash J. D as in dog legends concerts. Right. Okay. You can go and look at those. All right. So, and you can see that they're smiling and laughing and just having a good time. And they were, they were having a good time. All right. So, so firehouse gets off the stage. Then, you know, Dokken is the headliner. So Dokken heads out and they, you know, they get in, break into their tunes well, this this sound guy. Yeah. Oh, let me go back. I, I need to go back to the sound check. Okay. That you were playing bass in. It, well, yeah, I was doing the stand-in for Mark. <laughs> well, John was up there getting his guitar tone and you know everything all set up. Well, he he wasn't getting the he wasn't getting the sound that he needed. Right. And these sound guys that they brought in their rented sound group uh these guys aren't the most experienced sound people in the world 
Right. So John went to front a house mixer and he mm-hmm. told the guy what the settings were he needed. Right. Well, <laughs> are you looking at the chat? I am looking at the chat. <laughs> They're killing me with the bowling shit. Yeah. Well, that's what it looked like. <laughs> that that's that's what the that's what the green room looked like with all the bowling balls on the wall and everything. That is hilarious. Yep. <laughs> True. So, 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 uh, John had me stand on his side of the stage and test the amp mics. Right. You know, so I was up there just kind of tapping on the mics and getting the sound and everything. So he was out front of the house. Right. And, and telling the guy what, you know, the, 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 uh, settings he wanted up there. Well, he said the guy kind of took an attitude with him and you know, John. Yeah. John is just the nicest, sweetest laid back easygoing guy you could ever know yeah john is not a guy that ever seems like he would fight with you never anything never so before they went on about five minutes before he went on john came over to me and he says he says do me a favor he says i don't think that front of house guy likes me he said he gave me some real attitude when I went out there. He said, make sure he doesn't sandbag me on the sound. Go go out there and threaten him if you have to. Wow. You know. Right. So I was standing on the side of the stage during the first song, and John looks over at me and points to his ears and then points out to the sound guy, so I knew exactly what he needed. Right. So I ran out there to the front of house, and I said to the guy, I said, do you have John's settings where he told you this afternoon? And the guy kind of like looked at me like he was kind of like startled a little bit. Right. That I came out there. So he reached over and he, he tweaked the gain and stuff on there. And, and, and John, I looked up at John and he gave me the thumbs up like, yeah, that's what I wanted, you know. Right. So then that was fine. So he, he, he knew that this guy was going to turn the settings back. Right. So anyway, long story short, so Don gets out there, Don starts singing the song, and all of a sudden, he's wearing his in-ears, right? Okay. Feedback, just, you know, just this, and I could I could just see the pain on Don's face. Right. You know, because he was getting full feedback in his headphones. Right. <laughs> now, you know, you know, and as well as anybody, that I have seen Don do this at least a couple dozen times over the years if 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 a sound got oh first of all when he before he went out on stage right he had his wireless right mm-hmm. and the guy introducing the band was using Don's mic so Don had his in-ear pack on and he's listening to the guy do the intro and this and guy's he, yelling well no no it wasn't so much that he's like I'm only hearing one side he says I'm only getting left channel only Oh no. <laughs> he says he said this isn't right. He says I'm getting left channel only. Now this is after a successful sound check? Yes. But so what you, happens but, between Well, you got to remember that that Firehouse and Trickster both played. But he didn't mark his board? I don't know. I don't know what he did. What a douche. Okay. So I don't know what he did. So so Don reaches leans over to me and he goes, "I'm only I'm only getting left channel." Right. So as soon as as soon as the band, you know, broke into Unchain the Night, right? He went over to the board to see what what was going on over there. The guy had his had his in-ears plugged into the mono channel. <laughs> so, so he was only getting he wasn't getting stereo, he was only getting mono. Very nice. So he had to unplug and plug it into the stereo channel so he could hear, you know, get the stereo so then he went back when he got went out on the to to do the vocals. Yeah. Uh that he got some major feedback. And right. then and then you know he, what he likes to hear in his in his headphones is just vocal. He doesn't want to hear the band in his headphones. He just wants to hear vocal so he can monitor himself. And in the wedges on the on the front of the stage, that's where he wants to hear the band. Right. Okay. Well, the guy put full monitors in his headphones. he put all band he put band and vocals into his into his in-ears right so don went over there and told the guy vocals only yeah you know and he went over there and just there and actually there's a youtube video out there it's a shitty video i think i even sent it to you 
Send it to me. <laughs> you can see him walking over there and, and trying to get this guy straightened out, right? Right. Well, he's dealing with this the best way he can through the whole show. And this and I was standing on the side of the stage, so that feedback coming through that monitor just about just blew you backwards. Right. Because it just it just squealed and then Donna got it in his in ears and yeah. then it came in on the stage and it was just terrible. The the sound was terrible. You know, but they, they muddled through it and after about, I don't know, the sixth or seventh song, mm-hmm. Don stopped the show after he had talked to the sound guy like two or three times already and he's and and everybody was just, you know, hooting and hollering and I think he I see he goes he goes, I think he was just trying to be funny and trying to make light of the situation, but he told everybody, he goes, he goes, you know, I don't think he said shut up. I think he told everybody just to be quiet for a second. Then he said to the sound guy, he says, I wouldn't mind playing more songs for these people if you'd get my fucking sound right. Because <laughs> he just had it at that point. Right. All right. So he did swear on stage. Okay. So what? Well. This is this apparently is a no swear zone. I don't know what it is. If it's like a family club or so, I don't know what it was. No swear zone. I, you know, I'm just using that as a terminology. Okay. Well, the 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 the, the, the club manager flips out. <laughs> Guess who he comes to immediately? You know, the manager. Yeah, me. Really, <laughs> he comes to me. You need to go out there and tell Don he can't be cursing like that. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah. So he he tells me I need to do that. And what'd you tell him? I, I'm just I'm just like I'm just I just said when he comes back over to the side of stage, I'll say something to him, but I'm not walking out there. Yeah, of course not. You know. So so Don came over and to me and you know, he kind of rested on my shoulder there and he goes, yeah. This is this is by far one of the worst gigs I've ever played. He said, this, this is just, this is just insane. Right. The incompetence of the sound system here, you know, or the, or the, you know, the crew. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get when you hire a backline, right? Right. Sure. So anyway, long story short, the, sh- the show wasn't that good. Okay. Because of the technical problems. Right. Well, they got into the last song. They finished the last song. And just as they finished the last song. John blew his blew his uh his amp. <laughs> this rented backline amp. Yeah, it was a rented backline amp. Now, mind you, they were going to come out and do an encore. Well, that's the end of that. That was the end of that. So they plugged in to do the encore and they started playing and of course there was no guitar. <laughs> and so they were trying to switch around heads and this and that, but by that time they were just like, you know, thank you, good night. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, we're out of here, right? Right. Well, by this time, someone like yourself who's been to a million shows, when the band says, thank you, good night, what needs to happen immediately? Well, the lights need to come the, up. Night Lights need to come up and what? And the band needs to leave and, uh, you know, they need to start moving people out. Well, not only that, but they usually play exit music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to play the music to, to tell people it's done. Yeah. Well, no lights come up. No exit music, so everybody's left standing in the dark going, chanting, docking, docking, docking. And Don's like, we're fucking done here. The amp is blown. We don't have any PA. We don't have any of this. And I'm just like, play some house sound. Do something, you know? And they're all just kind of standing there, like, looking at each other like, what, what, what? Was this the first weekend they've had shows there? Where they don't know? No, they, they have shows there all the time. All right. I, but, I, mean, but, I mean, this just sounds fucking like shit I would do if I had a backyard show. Exactly. So it, it just, you know, it was just very uh, amateurish is what it is. Sure. Okay. So after the show's over, there's nowhere to go. There's no there's no green worm or nothing. Right. Okay. Right. So we're just like, well, well, where can we go to cool off and this and that? Because you would have to traipse back through the bowling alley and this and that to get back to that, to that, to that, uh, pro shop room. Right. You know, and you know, those guys like to kind of cool off and, you know, collect their thoughts. And right. Sure. They go, well, we got tents back here. Tents. Well, yeah. They had these, they had these tents, right. With tables and chairs. Well, there was no lighting back there. Oh, nice. None. 
So they at had midnight. no lights at midnight. Well, it, it was like 11 o'clock, 1130. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no lights back there. So they got two girls who work at the bar, work at the club. Yeah. Holding cell phones with the flashlight app. <laughs> no kidding. That's hilarious. So these two girls are standing there holding their iPhones with the flashlight app on just to give them some kind of light. And that's no light. Yeah. So by this time, you know, of course, Don is not happy. I'll bet. You know, I mean, he wasn't like, you know, cussing up a storm or something. He just is like this. He goes, I, I think I have hearing damage. <laughs> he he, literally he was sitting there with his with his head in his hands. Right. You know, kind of bent over with his ha hands over his ears. And he's just like, I got hearing damage. Oh, my God. He said that the, the feedback on that stage just just blew my eardrums. Oh, boy. You know, because he had the in-ears. Right. And, you know, he was just sitting there just trying to hold his head because <laughs> his <laughs> head was ringing, you know. Right. Well, by this time, the guys want something to eat, right? They have to show meal. Okay. So the guys order hamburgers, right? Right. Because this is like a bar and grill type place. Mm -hmm. So they tell them, okay, yeah, we'll get your burgers coming out and this and that. So we're just sitting there just shooting the shit and talking. And Don's trying to recover from the ear thing and whatever. And, right. And here, like half hour, 40 minutes goes by. And and Don goes, uh, Wendell, he says, I think this, I think this guy's going to screw me. And I go, what are you talking about? And he says, I broke the, he says, I broke the golden rule. I said, what do you mean? He says, I always get the money up front before the show. Right. He said, but for some reason I let this guy slide. I never do that. He said, I let this guy slide. And when I came off stage, I told him I want my settlement. He said, it's almost been 40 minutes. Where's that guy? Right. Oh boy. You know, he says, I said, Don, I said, I swear to God, if that guy doesn't come out in five minutes, I said, I will go find him. Right. <laughs> and five minutes went by. I said, Don, I'm going to go find him. So I went, I went marching in there, went to the office. As I went to the office, the one guy saw me coming. He hurried up, came back. He came out to me and I said, where is Don's settlement? Right. And he's like, I got it right here. I got it right here. And I said, give it to me. Goes no 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 where's Don where is he I, I need to give it to him personally and I said well he's he's over here so we went out there yeah. and and the guy went to the guy says I got your settlement Don and um so uh um he he takes the envelope hang on a second my cell phone's ringing All right hello I you know I'm doing my show right. <laughs> How about, how about, uh, well, I'm kind of telling a story, but what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you tune into the show and listen and I'll play it right after this. How's that? <laughs> Spreaker.com slash CMS rocks. Who is this? It's Kelly. What is she doing? Are you listening? Okay. <laughs> I, I think that she might be uh, drunk. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I don't know that. I'll say it. Hammered. I don't know that she is. I think she's hammered and missing her Wendell. Yeah. Well, she's tuning in now. She's going to listen. Well, anyway, so so the guy comes out. Yeah. With the money in this envelope, right? Right. Cash. Mm-hmm. And he hands it to Don. He goes, what are you giving this to me for? He says, fucking give it to him. Because <laughs> he just had it at this point. He didn't want nothing to do with this fucking guy anymore. Yeah, he was just, I just had it at this point. He goes, besides that, where's the hamburgers? It's been 40 minutes. Right. He goes, so the guy says, well, we ran out of hamburgers. We're like getting pizzas out. Pizzas. That's what he said. He said, we're out of hamburgers. He said, you made us sit out here for 40 minutes waiting on hamburgers you didn't have? <laughs> well, yeah, they ran out of hamburgers. And so, you know, we were getting pizzas for you guys. And, this, and he goes, we didn't order pizzas. 
if you didn't have hamburgers, why didn't you come out and say, hey, we guys, we don't have hamburgers. <laughs> but instead, you made us sit out here for 40 minutes waiting on something you didn't even have. <laughs> Love it. I mean, it, it just it was just so backwoods. Right. Unprofessional. <laughs> you know. And and we we were having a good time earlier in the day, right? But but one thing led to another, and by the end of the night, it was just it was just let's get out of here. So you were happy to jump in the car and get the fuck out of there, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we went back to the hotel. We were just like, is there anything open late? Could we go do something? Guys are just like, screw it. You know, I, I've lost my appetite now. We got to catch a plane in a couple hours anyway. So you know, never mind. Right. Well, there was a McDonald's next door to the hotel. Okay. And it was open 24 hours. So right. Don and I and Teresa went to the McDonald's. Okay. And we sat in the McDonald's and we just sat there and Don and I talked about, you know, songs and music and this right. and that. And, you know, just just having a chill time, you know. Sure. Well, I was with Don and the band pretty much the entire time. I, I didn't, I wasn't anywhere out of sight of them aside from maybe going to get the money or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I get, I get a note from Teresa. Yeah. And she says, Oh my God, you have to check out this the Facebook page for this JD legends. Okay. So I went over there and checked it out and I'm reading some of the comments over there. Yeah. So, the first comment up there is from JD Legends Concerts. Yeah. And and people apparently the pussies that we have become in this country. Yeah. Because Don swore on stage. Okay. Uh offended somebody and they were outraged. Shocked. They were shocked and outraged. <laughs> so JD Legends posted a an apology. Ugh. We apologize for his actions. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, we have no control how the acts we book act, but it will be addressed. How they act? How they act. He said, fix my fucking sound and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> so some chick, she posts yeah. over there, Don Dockin always blames the sound guy for every show I've been to in the last two years. <laughs> it's just he can't sing no more. Oh, good English. That's he can't good. sing no more. Can't sing it no more. But but the band rocked. One of my favorite bands, but I won't go see them again. Oh, How sad. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Teresa's texting me. She can corroborate some of this. All right, bring her on. Let's see. Give us a call. Exactly. So anyway, the sound was shit. I was there. It right. was feeding back. It was terrible. But she goes, yeah, Don always blames the sound guy. Okay. Well, he should blame the sound guy. It was terrible. Right. Uh, then another chick wrote, Trickster and Firehouse rocked, as always. Super interaction with the crowd, and they truly appreciate their fans. Okay. All right. Next guy, Matt. I really liked your venue. It was friendly and well-organized. I came to see Doc and was, and was understandably disappointed. Disappointed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then the next guy, uh, right, had a great time until Don Doc and decided to be disrespectful. Oh, fags. <laughs> disrespectful. What a bunch of pussies. I know. What, when, did, when did rock fans become so... Pussify? Yeah, they used to be about rebellion and yeah, you know. Now it's he swore on stage and it hurt my feelings and stuff. I got some sand from the volleyball pit in my pussy, it, so I gotta complain. Exactly. Fuck you. It's like when did that happen? Every one of these people. You know what though, dude? Honestly, and I'm just gonna say it the way it is. Every one of these fucking '80s bands. Every one of them, including Dokken, that has maintained, all of them have primarily maintained their female audience. Sure. 
and the guys have flaked off for the most part. I mean, not totally, but I would say 50% or more of the male audience has moved on. Right. But all of the 80s bands have kept all of the chicks because of the ballads. Right. Right. So now what you have is a bunch of fucking faggot chicks. Sure. And that's that's what you get is uh, he didn't play my favorite song and he didn't sing it the way I liked. And he said something I didn't like and he didn't respect me for being at the show. Shut up, you whores. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Every one of you. All you chicks can stay away from any show I'm at because you ruin the experience, you fucking twats. Right. They all do. It's like, dude. It's amazing to me, like, a Brett Michaels will play a show, and there'll be 75 comments, all chicks, you know, that that says, Brett is so sweet, and Brett is so great. Shut up. Brett's not great. He's a dickhead. And Don fucking bitching and moaning about a fucking show that sucked? Too fucking bad. Suck it up, cunt face. <laughs> now, that's the Chris Aiken I know. I hate fucking chicks at shows. Yeah. Dude, is it me or is everything turning into a chick world? It is. Everything's turning into a chick world and everybody wants to fucking cater to these fucking twats. Fuck off. He said fuck once. Suck it up, you fucking whore. I guarantee you when your dude is fucking banging you in the ass as hard as he can, he says suck it, you fucking bitch, and gives you a good slap. So shut up, you bitch. You take worse in the bed hunts anyway continue okay i'm trying to text here uncontrolled noise <laughs> who are you talking now Te- kelly she wants to listen to the show damn it and she can't figure it out no i i don't know what's going on don't even ask i don't even want to get, get into trouble here all right well anyway the next the next guy um writes uh, it was a blast. Had fun. Other than Don and Dawkins' actions, a great time. So Don didn't say anything else during the whole show. No, he just swore at the sound guy once. Yeah, because the guy wouldn't get his sound right and kept having that feedback. And therefore, people will blame the band instead of the shit sound that they were hearing. I mean that that clip I sent you. Yeah. Did you watch it? And did could you see could could you see Don turn around and just go fuck? Yeah, and it was bad sound. It sounded like it was fucking recorded through a bag of mud. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. So Andrew Jones writes. Yeah. Firehouse and Trickster were great. Don Dockin, on the other hand, was an ass. Oh. Too bad. What's her name? Her name is Angie Jones. Angie. Go fucking die in a fire, you fucking whore. Just fucking drink some gasoline and smoke a cigar, you fucking bitch. Burn your insides out, you fucking whore. No one cares about your fucking twat opinion. She goes, I took off when he told the crowd to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what he did. Now I'm telling you, shut the fuck up, you fucking Facebook powerhouse empowered cunt. Right. Shut up! Right. Then Lori Michael says, very bad. Dokken was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. It might have been horrible, but that's not the band's fault solely. No. If if Dokken showed up and played like shit, played like shit, which I don't know that they did or didn't. I wasn't they, there. They played like they normally play. It's just that the feedback and John's, you know, John's uh, amp and all that, it just, you know, they, they just, it just wasn't right. Yeah, but my point is if they played like shit through clear sound, it would still sound decent. Yeah, exactly. And if they play like great through bad sound, it'll sound like shit every time. Right. So clearly that... <sighs> Whatever. People are too fucking dumb to be a show. I know. Go to the movies, you bitches. Then uh, Noah Dugan says, I know, right? Dokken was disrespectful. Right. And get this. This This is what really capped it for me. Right. He punched my mom straight in the face and cussed at her, too. So not only were Dokken dicks on stage... 
yeah. Don punched his mom in the face and cussed at her. Amazing. I didn't see the police report. For I that. didn't either. <laughs> he punched his mom in the face. That's that's what he said. Wow. So the next guy chimes in. When did this happen? Yeah, of course. And this kid, he says, after the concert, my mom tried to get an autograph and then Doc and cussed her out, then punched her in the face, like straight in the face. <laughs> All right. Now, let's hold up here. If you were at a show. Right. And you were with your mom and Doc had punched your mom in the face. What would you do? Yeah, you would attack Don. You'd fucking be over the barrier. Yeah. Every bit of security would have to stop you. So I'm going to assume that this is true for a second. I'm going to assume that Don did fucking punch this bitch in the face. This guy that was with his mom is the biggest pussy that ever lived. Right. Ever lived because he just stood there and watched his mom get punched in the face. Right. What a faggot. Then this this chick chimes in, Lisa Parrott. She chimes in. Who punched her? You should have knocked them out. <laughs> I was in the restaurant with them, and they were sitting with behind me, and the drummer was rude and had a rock star attitude. And those docket guys, they blow into town and just fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> then this other kid chimes in, you're a pro wrestler. You didn't kick his ass? <laughs> so this guy's a pro wrestler. I don't know. I don't know if the kid guy was just being a goofball or whatever. But then this chick chimes in, uh, the the girl who supposedly got punched yeah, by the name of Brandy Dugan, D-U-G-A-N. Right. That's my son, Noah. He loves wrestling, but he's not a wrestler. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, read my comment I posted and you will see what happened that last night. Don Dockin was a disrespectful prick, and I'm glad legends will never have Dockin back ever again. Fuck and Don Dockin, that train wreck. Wow. <laughs> it's a good thing Facebook gave her a voice. Right. Wow, the world now knows. Yeah. <laughs> he punched her in the face. Punched her in the face. TMZ would be on that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. So then this Eric Smith guy chimes in, and he said, that's why is that why you were crying last night at the concert? I'm sorry he did that. <laughs> he was an ass. Right. I left early as well because Dockin was rude and they sucked and I wish I could get my money back. Right. Paint Chippa in the chat room. Randy Blythe killed my mom. <laughs> <laughs> then Eric Smith chimes in, you need to sue his ass. Yeah, man. And then this uh, Brandy Dugan chimes in again. He threw my picture and said, fucking bitch. Then right after that, I ended up getting punched by some girl that I didn't even know. And fuck I Teresa, man. <laughs> and I heard him tell the crowd to shut the fuck up. And I bet he was on some drugs and tripping. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fucked on Doc and the train wreck from hell. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I know two weeks ago when I hung out with Doc and that motherfucker had just line after line after line of coke and he, <laughs> he was fucking doing meth and he was shooting heroin. He was doing it all, man. <laughs> Yet I was there the entire time and I didn't see any of this. Lying for him, Neely. Yeah, you're right. I'm lying. Right there doing the meth with him, weren't you? I was. <laughs> Just you and Don and a big blue bag of meth. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking imagination. Fucking talk about a story growing on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> What a bunch of fucking retards. Well, that's that's all the that's everything that was being said. So what did Don say about all this? Does he know of this? Um I don't know, to be honest with you. Teresa's with uh with him tonight. Yeah. So uh, you know, he he probably knows. <laughs> Next time we talk to him, I have to ask him. Don. Well, that I, that's why I was kind of hoping uh 
maybe if she would call if he was within earshot, maybe get him on the phone or something. You'd ask him about punching that lady in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, when I wasn't looking, too, I saw John Levin out back shooting a guy. Yeah. Did you see that, too? I did. John um, just pulled a shotgun out of his guitar case and shot a man right in the fucking head. Not John Levin. And Don. Yeah. A bunch of criminals. Mick Brown. I know he carries a chainsaw with him so he can hack up chicks. Right. <laughs> what the hell? I know. So when I read that, obviously, I was just like, what? Where was I when all this was going on? Hey, yeah. Where were you the other 400 shows that you've seen and hung out with the band where none of this happened? Yeah. <laughs> none of it has ever happened at any show ever except this one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, I don't see any lawsuit or any kind of, you know, police report or anything like that. Yeah, especially you don't see the club um, looking for damages or anything either, do you? Nope. <sighs> Fucking idiots. I know. <laughs> Facebook, man. Yeah, well, I got a voice. You can't get away with punching me in the face, Don Dockin. Yeah. <laughs> he threw my picture down and called me a fucking bitch, and then he punched me in the face. Why do I think that she was acting like a fucking bitch? Well, again, I don't, I don't know where this happened because there was nobody around like that as far as I'm concerned or saw or anything. Considering two weeks ago, I watched just person after person after person after person come in and get autographs and take pictures and do everything that, that they wanted to the point that Mick was screaming at Don, we got to fucking go or we're going to miss our fucking planes. And Don wouldn't stop signing autographs. So somehow I don't think this is 100% accurate. Right. Maybe there, maybe there's a little discrepancy. Maybe she remembers it slightly off. Well, apparently the uh, the reviewer who was at the show actually acknowledged the sound problems. Okay. Uh, this is just the from this is just the review from the dock and set only. They reviewed Firehouse and Trickster. It says, unfortunately, a rushed schedule and technical difficulties reared its head multiple times during dock and set, affecting the sound band delivery and Don's voice on certain songs. They coped performing through the various issues, apologizing several times as the show must go on though. They stopped mid tune on tooth and nail encore for equipment problems. They played many of their catalog hits and staples before punching a lady. in the face. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Holy smokes. Uh so paint chippa rob halford raped my retarded uncle yeah <laughs> holy shit so this reviewer apparently had a had a very honest view of the show right so that was his review nice. too funny man yeah so so in this you know bumfuck town you know south of dayton Right. Uh, this this is all the mayhem that ensued. <laughs> so will you go back to the next Dayton gig? <laughs> well, I don't think Don will ever play there again, regardless if they'd have him back or not. Because after the debacle, mm -mm. so is Dayton now off the off the dock? Well, map? not Dayton as a city, but that particular venue. Oh yeah, of course. I can't imagine him going back there. Maybe maybe just if he if he needs to beat a woman. <laughs> He has the urge to beat a woman. He'll go back to Dayton. Sure. Itty again. Beat that guy's mom again. Right. But, exactly. But other than that, there's no reason for him to go back. Exactly. Throw her picture, beat her up. You know, maybe Mick can go back and be an asshole in the next restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> Just unbelievable. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yet I was there the entire time and I saw none of this. Stop lying for your band. I, I am. I'm lying about it. Stop it, you un you untruthful bastard! You. <laughs> but as 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 you know, people who don't you know have that opportunity to to see the nonsense that goes on behind the scenes, right? That's just a you know that's that stuff happens. You know, I got a report that you were holding that lady's arms so that she couldn't get away, <laughs> so Don could get a good clean shot at her face. 
Yeah, it was the report I got was that you were holding her back. Truth or no? Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> I told her, I told him to knee, make sure and knee her in the belly so that there's no way in the world she could bring in another offspring. Yeah. I also heard that you jumped off the stage and crowned somebody with a fucking Jack Daniels. Oh, that's another band. <laughs> that I did as well. That's another band. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, smokes. <laughs> yep. So that was my weekend with rocking with docking. Sounds like you had a lot more fucking going on than we did. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Too funny. All right. Well, I'm, I need a drink. All right. So I get out of this docking segment here. All right. Got a docking tune? Um, do they have any songs about punching women in the face? Uh, mm. Mm. Um, um, how about, uh, you know what? How about just um, um, Lost Behind the Wall? Just because I like that song. I do too. I like that song a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a short break. Everybody go get a drink. We're going to get into other stuff here. Uh, I think we'll probably get into some of that audio that uh, you sent over. All right, sounds good. Actually, I got a couple audio clips along with the one you sent over, which I didn't listen to because I I, I want to be just as shocked and offended and uh, outraged. Oh, oh, please, please start with the one that I brought you because it is. I I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, <laughs> it's just something. <laughs> it's something, all right. It's it, it's a friend, and it, and that makes it even more sad. Yeah, it makes it sad. <laughs> All right, I didn't listen to it. I'm not going to. I want, you know, initial reaction. Oh, I can't wait to hear your initial reaction. <laughs> All right. Well, here it is. This is Docking with Lost Behind the Wall exclusively here. On your classic metal show. 